قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد والذين يبيتون لربهم سجدا وقياما I want to just uh, discuss for a few minutes since we've started Ramadan I want to discuss one of the most powerful and significant actions done during the month of Ramadan uh, You may think we're talking about fasting Fasting, alhamdulillah you know, many people do fasting. There's not much you know, you need to know about fasting. It's an abstinence, of course, to make fasting better. There are many, many ways to do that, which is fasting is not just an abstinence from food, drink, and sexual intercourse, but also from ghibah and so on. And there were actually some scholars who used to consider that to be uh, nullifying the fast if somebody did backbite or told a lie and so on. What I want to speak about today is actually Salat al-Tahajjud. In Ramadan, aside from reciting the Qur'an, in fact, it's part, it's related to reciting the Qur'an, is Salat al-Tahajjud. Now, mashallah, there's many people who get an opportunity in Ramadan to do Tahajjud prayer. They may not get a chance outside the year, but in Ramadan they do because it's Suhoor time. Salat al-Tahajjud time is the same time as Suhoor time, so if you're awake anyway, to have your biryanis or whatever at that time, then you do two rakats at least. And mashallah, there's people who manage to do tahajjud throughout the month of Ramadan. So what is the virtue of tahajjud? What is the virtue of this special prayer? We have the five daily prayers which are, which are fard and obligatory. So why tahajjud, which is an optional prayer? What's so significant about tahajjud? Now, if I was to mention all the hadith to you regarding where there's a virtue of tahajjud mentioned, it would take probably an hour or so. So I'm not going to mention all the hadith to you. I'll mention some of them. But what I do want to do is I want to list all the virtues, or as many, uh, quite a few of them, of tahajjud without necessarily mentioning the hadith entirely. Because that would take a very, very long time. So... Firstly, there are a few words that we need to understand. Some people talk about Qiyamul Layl. Then we have the concept of Taraweeh. And then we have Tahajjud. Tahajjud is called Tahajjud because it comes from the concept of Hajim Dal, which means to stay awake or to wake up for something. So that's why it's Tahajjud, to make an effort to wake up, to make an effort to stay awake, or to be awake in the middle of the night to pray. That's why it's called tahajjud. Tahajjud is done throughout the year. Qiyamul layl just means, qiyam means to stand, and layl means the night. To standing at night is any prayer you do standing at night is qiyamul layl. So, tarawih is also qiyamul layl. Tahajjud is also qiyamul layl. And there are, there are hadith regarding qiyamul layl. Virtues of Qiyamul Layl. For example, that is relevant to us in the month of Ramadan. The Prophet ﷺ said, Man qama Ramadana imanan wahtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambi. Whoever stands during, whoever stands the nights of Ramadan. It just says whoever stands Ramadan, but essentially whoever stands the nights of Ramadan especially, but with two conditions. As two states, two thoughts, two sentiments in the heart. One out of iman. So it's not to show off. 
It's not to show others that, look, I'm standing as well. Very religious person. Right? Or for any other reason, but iman, out of belief in Allah. Why else would you stand at night for? Go to sleep. Enjoy your sleep. Go and watch a movie. Why else would a person keep away from all of these things that normally, <clears throat> what people do, people didn't used to watch movies before. There were no such thing as movies. There was no way to entertain yourself. If there was a, a literally a physical puppet show or a, a, some kind of other set theater or something physical, that's what you could do. Otherwise now, you don't need a theater. You can, it's all on the phone. It's all on the iPad, the laptop, and so on. So, nowadays, what is going to take you away from all of these other distractions and make you say, Allahu Akbar, and stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It has to be iman. Out of belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa And the second thing is ihtisaban. Ihtisaban, which means with an anticipation for something. What do you want from Allah? Why are you doing this for? What's the sentiment in your heart? What's the emotion in your heart? What makes you, drives you to stand up and from all of these other distractions and makes you do that? A minority of people do tahajjud. A minority of people do tahajjud. Not a majority. So what sets you apart from everyone else? So have an ihtisab. Have many, many ihtisabs. Ya Allah, I want you to forgive all my sins. Ya Allah, I want you to elevate my status. Ya Allah, I want you to draw me close. Ya Allah, I want you to answer my du'as. All of this is ihtisab. All things that you're making hisab and reckoning for. That you're counting and you're hoping for. So the Prophet said, whoever stands in Ramadan with iman, with faith, and with ihtisab, with this anticipation, all of their previous sins will be forgiven. That is one of the blessings of it. Now, the simple, simple tahajjud, or the simple qiyamul layl, right? The simple way of getting a reward is pray isha and fajr with jama'ah, and the person will be given the basic reward of somebody who stayed awake the night and prayed. But that's the basic reward they'll get. Of course, the person who prayed isha and fajr in jama'ah, and then mashallah did spend the night, they're going to get additional bonuses for actually doing it. Not just the reward equivalent to it, but the reward of it, plus many, many, many more. So Ramadan is a time when it becomes easy to do this. So this is what is all tahajjud about. What do you get out of doing it? The Prophet ﷺ, this was the one prayer that, aside from the five daily prayers and so on, this was the one prayer that he was regular on. In fact, the ulama mentioned that it was actually wajib or necessary on him for do to do tahajjud. Now imagine the person closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's necessary for him to do tahajjud. What secret is in there? What's going on in there that it's so important that you must do tahajjud, ya, ya Rasul, you know, O Messenger, you must do tahajjud. So we're getting a bit of that. This is what the kings eat. This is a food only the, the sultans eat, the wealthy get access to. This is that tahajjud. Something the Prophet ﷺ, the most beloved of creation, used to do himself. He used to make a big effort to do it. And he used to take great pains in doing so. And you know the hadith that his feet would swell because of how long he would stand in this tahajjud for. It wasn't a quick two rakats that we're hoping to at least get done during our, our month. 
But no, he would do eight rakats and then he would do the witr prayer and he would do them long and he would recite the Quran and the Quran, the way he would recite the Quran in there, subhanAllah, he would stop at places and uh, deliberate over you know, the message of the Quran. He would really interact with the Quran. That's why Quran and Tahajjud, subhanAllah. Learn more Quran and you'll enjoy your Tahajjud more. Number two. Tahajjud, and again, I'm not going to mention to you all the hadith because that will take too long, but Salatul Tahajjud is one of the greatest means for entry into paradise. Why not? Who else is going to do Tahajjud? Okay, Dhuhr, everybody else is doing it, I'll do it. Tarawih, everybody else is doing it, I'll do it. But Tahajjud, that's a private prayer. That's why for many ulama, they say it's makruh to do a Tahajjud Jama'ah congregation. It is allowed in the Shafi's, Hanbalis and Maliki's, they allow it. But the other philosophy there is that tahajjud is a private prayer. Between you and Allah, you take how long you want to take in there. Don't, this is not a congregation prayer. And it's not established from the Prophet ﷺ that he did tahajjud prayer in congregation either. Shalom. Others, the, there's some imams who agree with that, that's fine. But really, taraweeh was the congregational prayer. Tahajjud was the personal prayer. You take your time in it. Number three. It is not just entry into paradise, it's also one of the strong means of elevation in paradise. Getting a higher status in paradise, the people who do tahajjud. Number four, those people who are considered, who do tahajjud prayer, they are considered to be entitled to the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a special mercy that descends upon them. You know tahajjud time, have you noticed what the secret of that time is? Generally the best time for tahajjud is after half the night has passed. The last third portion of the night is generally the best time. Right? Although any prayer done after Isha prayer is considered tahajjud. So the poor man's tahajjud would be that after you finish your Isha prayer, do two or four extra rakats and go to sleep before you go to sleep. That's the poor man's tahajjud. Right? You know what I mean by poor man's tahajjud. You'll still get the reward of tahajjud. But the, the rich man's tahajjud is where you go to sleep and then you wake up. Of course, if you have time to go to sleep. If your suhoor is ending at 1.15, you have no time to sleep, then your whole night is spent in tahajjud anyway. Your whole night is spent in worship. That's different. Right? We have these abnormal times in these places. You don't have those kind of times in the, near the equator. So what hap- what's happening at this time? If we say that tahajjud time is 3, 4, 5 o'clock, you know, uh, in places where uh, Fajr is around 5, 30, 6 o'clock, you know, it's going to be between 3, 4, 5 at that time, is by that time the mischief people, the evildoers of the night have gone to sleep. 1 or 2 o'clock, finally they've all gone, the clubs have closed, the pubs are finished, the bars are ended, and they've gone home. And those who do mischief in the day, daytime, they're not woken up yet, they're still sleeping. So it's a time when only the righteous are around. That's one of the benefits of this time. It's a very special time. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the special hadith in which the Prophet said that Allah descends to show how close Allah is in that portion of the night. And He says, whoever wants to ask, they can ask. That's why a lot of people, they say to uh, Shaykh, they call us, I've got this issue. I'm having a problem with my daughter. I'm having a problem with my son. Do you have a dua? I give them a dua, but I said the best dua is tahajjud time, heartfelt dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaykh, have you got a ta'weez? I said, believe me, this is better. No, no, have you got a ta'weez? I want to wear it around my neck. He said, this is the best ta'weez. It's a difficult one though. It's not just something you put around your neck. 
It's a difficult one, but it's very, very powerful. That kind of du'as and the kind of you know, acceptances that you have at that time. Thereafter that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised those who do tahajjud to be among the abrar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا يَبِيتُونَ Those who spend the night in prostration and standing for their Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lists them among the abrar, which means the righteous ones. Number six, tahajjud prayer is the most superior prayer after the fard. After all the obligatory prayers, nothing can compare with that. Tahajjud prayer is the most virtuous. So if there's going to be one additional prayer that you're going to do, and you can only do one, like tahajjud or ishraq or duha or awabin, it, it's going to be tahajjud. Of course, you try to do the others as well, but if there's one, tahajjud is the most powerful one. It's the one with the greatest effort. In Ishraq, you expect that people are going to be awake. Well, not in England. But um, generally, after sunrise, people are supposed to be awake. But to wake up before Fajr, already waking off Fajr is difficult for people. To wake up before that. Salat at the night, in the night, in general, any Salat in the night is also an expiation for sins. And it's also a preventer of sins. How is it a preventer of sin? This is a really interesting logic here. How it does it, okay, we can understand it forgives, expiates for past sins. How does it prevent sins? It would, I'm, anybody who's going to wake up at that night, would he be then foolish enough to then involve himself in too many sins? And if he does, then with the evil effect of that, he probably won't be able to wake up. You know, it, This is a preventer, inshaAllah. <coughs> It's number eight. It is sharaful mu'min. If a believer can do this, this is his honor. If you want to achieve honor in the sight of Allah, start doing tahajjud prayer. Along with all the others. Everybody is honored. All the, pra- all the prayers provide honor. But salat tahajjud especially. Because you're going over and above. Number nine. The person who did tahajjud is going to be envied. Because they're going to have a very special status. They're going to have a very, so they're going to like, man, you did tahajjud, that's why you're here. Oh, I wish I'd done that as well. May Allah give us a tawfiq. Number 10, it is a means of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number 11, it is a means for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, you know, if you've got employees and you know that you have to give, you, you pay them or you're an employee yourself. You start your time and you end your time and you do your job properly. You don't, I mean, of course, if you're skimping in your job, then clearly you're attracting the ayah. But even if you're doing your job properly, but when it comes time, bus, that's it, you go. But there's another employee, it's five o'clock, but he still stays up, cleans everything up, looks out there, you can tell him his heart is in there, he's doing something extra. Now obviously, even as human beings, we will feel inclined to this person that this person is really sincere. He's not there just for the money. He's there out of some other love, he's got some special concern and compassion. Tahajjud is like that. Number 12, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets happy at this person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy at this person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, number 13, boasts about this person. Allah boasts about this person. 
Number 14. If you want a door to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is one of the biggest doors that you can find. If you want to get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's something you want. This is one of the, the best doors that you can use at this time. Number 15. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has hugely praised the people who do tahajjud in Surah Al-Sajda. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verse 16. تَتَجَافَ جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا These are people in praise. And they're the ones whose sides remain away from their beds. While we're all cozy in our beds, these people, they keep their bodies away from their beds. Their sides do not touch their bedding. And they're calling on to Allah with khawf, with fear, reverent fear, but also tama'a with eagerness. With eagerness. They know Allah can give them. They're fearful of Him, but they know Allah can give, give them. And that's where they're going to have their du'as answered. Number 16, the people who perform tahajjud at night, they have been promised ghurafun hasana fi a'alil jannah. Beautiful residences in the highest stages of paradise. Number 17, the people who do tahajjud at night, they are ahlu dhikr, not ahlu ghafla. They are the people of remembrance. You will write yourself as being those people who remember Allah. Who else is going to stand in the middle of the night? Your, your, our names will be removed from the list of negligent ones, of the heedless ones. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Surah Al-Ahzab, وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا those who abundantly remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the men and the women, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for them forgiveness and a huge reward. These are the people who remember Allah. This is physically remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number 18. Anybody who stands to pray at night, Allah, the Prophet has made dua for mercy for them. And that's why what he used to do is that he used to wake up his wives for this time. La ilaha illallah. Number 19. We alluded to this, but there's an addition here, is that it becomes the means of abandoning sins and becoming uh, paying attention to Allah. Because somebody who's going to wake up, there's going to have a certain mindset that I'm doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So their whole mindset will change. You wake up for tahajjud for a week and you will feel like you're doing something. What you have to then be careful of is that you don't think you're better than anybody else or everybody else. I'm on top of the world now. Nobody's a bigger you know, a pious person than me. You just have to be careful that shaitan doesn't overcome. Number 22, those who stand in the nights praying, they will be protected from the terrors of the day of judgment. They will qualify for a number of places to get into first class, into the lounge, in the shade. Because they, they're going to be doing, I mean, it is a time when you're remembering Allah and nobody else, especially if you do a few tears, if you weep a few tears, you'll qualify for that, inshallah. And of course, they'll have a high status in the hereafter. So Ramadan is a time when it becomes easier because most people wake up for suhoor. And right now, the suhoor is ending around 4 o'clock or something like that. But by the end of Ramadan, it'll be 2 o'clock which will become, I don't know, easier, more difficult for some people, depending on how you prefer it. Personally, I prefer the 115 suhoor endings, 
you get a nice sleep afterwards, but now it's becoming a bit more difficult because do you sleep, don't you sleep, what's going on in between, it gets a bit complicated. Alhamdulillah, Allah makes their blessing in everything. Now, just a few other points about tahajjud before we move on. Salatul tahajjud is not a fard, it's not wajib. And I've told you the best times to do it, and especially during Ramadan is a time when most people, uh, because it's a time of Qur'an. Right? So Qur'an in tahajjud. Right? Qur'an in tahajjud is the perfect combination. So how should we do this? What I, what I suggest to people is that you either wake up a bit early and you do your tahajjud first, then you have your suhoor. Right? And keeping the women in focus, they get up, they have to prepare the food generally. It's the women who are doing that, may Allah bless them. Then what they can do is they can either wake up extra early and pray tahajjud, then prepare the food, or they prepare the food. And what I would suggest to people is that have your suhoor first, then about 10 minutes, minimum, 10 minutes or so, before the fajr time comes in, suhoor ending time, stop eating. Right? Stop eating. Time it like that. And then spend this time in doing your tahajjud, at least 10 minutes. Of course, the more you can do, the better. Right? If you're a hafiz of the Qur'an, I would suggest for the huffad of the Qur'an that you actually recite your Qur'an in tahajjud. So while you're doing taraweeh, you also recite the same juz in tahajjud if you can. Or if you're only doing four or eight rakats of taraweeh, then recite the rest of it in tahajjud. What me and my son do is that if we're, reading, if if we're reciting one juz a day in taraweeh, half he does, half I do, we will do the other in tahajjud, uh, the other half I will do, and he will do the half that I did in tahajjud. So that way, by the end of the uh, end of the month, we've done two Qurans, one in taraweeh, one in tahajjud. Right. Now it's allowed for just one or two people to do jama'ah. It's not even considered disliked in for tahajjud in the Hanafi school, for example. So w- s- just stop eating ten minutes before, and mashallah, encourage everybody to do two four rakats and then do a dua, because that dua is going to be accepted. Right? So it becomes easy. So inshallah, the rest of the days we will not miss the hajjud. Try to make it that you've not missed a single day, inshallah, of the hajjud uh, for the rest of the month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq because this is a simple thing that can be done at that time, especially in the month of Ramadan, which will increase our position, all of those virtues that we will have, inshallah. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, And that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident you don't have to leave lectures behind you can continue to leave uh, you know to listen to lectures but you need to have this more sustained study as well jazakallah khairan assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh